0: Broadcasting from deep within the gray pit of carcoon, this is the Duback Discussion Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. With your host, TJ Bowser, and Grandmaster Ziad. Everybody, and welcome to episode 23 of the Duback Discussion Podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser, and joining me as always is my host, Mohammed,
1: Grandmaster Ziyad,
0: and Dan the Man, and the writer from the Duback Discussion Network, DubackDiscussion.net, Timothy Keegan. Gold leader to you guys.
2: Gold leader standing by, everybody.
0: Today is July 25th, 2018. And the Clone Wars is upon us, guys. The Clone Woo! Wars is upon us. Clone Wars! So let's, uh, buckle up, baby, and move on to our first topic, which is, indeed, Clone Wars returning. DubackDiscussion.net reports that, oh, Tim wrote, you wrote this article. I Fucking did. excellent. <laughs> That during the interview with Dave Filoni and Star StarWars.com, Filoni was asked if he had ever thought this return would be possible that we'd get here. Filoni responded with, "No, I did not, and I really didn't. I don't think anyone ever thought Clone Wars would, retu- ah, fucking spaghetti would return and finally give a proper ending to the, to the war. You know, guys, this is a bit like the biggest news, and this is something that we accomplished because because we wanted Clone Wars back, and guess what we got? We finally got what we deserve as fandom. So I, I mean, some of the fans didn't if." I've been
3: following it. It shows you what can happen when fans get together and actually get along. Absolutely. Uh,
0: Mel, how about you you
1: talk about it a little bit? No, it shows you what happens when fans get together and have something positive to contribute, you know? Right. Instead of redo this movie. Like, we want more Clone Wars. Well, there you go. Something positive comes out of it.
0: Oh, I completely agree. What about you, Timmy?
2: Well, if you read my article, you know what I say. But anyway, I'm just really excited for it, too. I mean, I didn't... I liked the ending that they had, but I also thought that they could have shown more, and now they're gonna give us more, so I'm pretty pumped.
0: I got a question. With Ahsoka leaving the Jedi Order during the, those uh, final seasons, does this have any way in correlation to what's actually going on with the new new season?
1: What, well, you I only? mean, you, 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 yeah. do see, you do see Ahsoka in the trailer. Yes. Uh,
0: I don't know. Uh, Dan, what's your thoughts on this, buddy?
3: Uh, you, you know, I'm I'm really hoping. I, I'm honestly really, really, really hoping that it it has a little bit more to to do with where they left off. Because, uh, like I've been telling everybody, I mean, it's being that I have seen Ahsoka that that must mean that at some point, or at least I'm hoping, we're finally going to get to see that uh, that final battle between her and Anakin, or rather her and her and Vader at this point. Uh, you know, and actually them duke that out just like we've read about. You know, hopefully now we'll actually get to see it on screen.
0: Uh, I believe though they're gonna follow the events of like Dark Disciple and the Sa- Sage of Mandalore. Is that the uh, is that the book Mo that they go into the Sage of Mandalore? Is Dark Disciple?
1: I don't know if they go into the Siege. I know that one's that's the one that follows Ventress.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, in Quinlan Vos?
1: I'm
3: hoping it is.
0: So maybe we'll see a, a Ventress Quinlan Voss arc. Is that possible? We're getting twelve episodes, and uh, the story arcs are normally three to four episodes. Uh, three to four is that is that a good assumption? Uh, So we're we're gonna look at three or four story arcs potentially here with the release Uh, of the new Clone Wars series. So We know that one of them is gonna be the Sage of Mandalore, right?
1: Oh, yeah, that's that's for sure. It It is is gonna gonna be the Mandalore. And
0: we know that Obi-Wan and Anakin wasn't able to be on Mandalore because they got called away to the Sage of Coruscant And then that's where it's gonna pick up on the events of episode 3. So uh,
1: So it's literally dropping off right there. Like, right where episode three picks
3: up. Yeah, it seems like uh, with a lot of these, and, and just correct me if I'm wrong, it's just something that I, I kind of wanted to make sure that I'm seeing this as correctly as it is, uh, that it seems like every time they do one of these series, they're kind of trying to stay in between the movies or write about where one of the movies started or where one of them. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah exactly. That's, that's really the reason why I love Clone Wars is because it, it kind of answers a lot of those questions that you have. You know, well, what happens after the movie or what happened before this? So they're, they're always really good at explaining those things, especially with the battles. The battles are amazing.
1: Exactly. Now, what I'm really interested in is I thought that that was, that was the last time that when she leaves the Jedi Temple, I thought that was the last time Anakin sees Ahsoka up until they fight as Vader. Um, it should be. Rebels. But now, okay. now we know that he does see her before that.
0: I think the really? new, new g cannon is just, is, I think, with Dave Filoni being in charge of the uh, creative storyboards, And the the creative group there, I feel like uh, he can really do anything he wants at this point. And if the last time that Ahsoka sees Anakin is whenever he goes off into uh, Coruscant battle, and the last time he sees Ahsoka is the Sage of Mandalore. And with uh, we are going to see Order 66, and then we're also going to see Gregor, Wolf, and uh, Rex save Ahsoka from that.
3: But, yeah, see, that makes me wonder if we're going to see 66, we, are we, we also going to get to see some of the troopers actually move off away from the trooper order?
0: Well, the ones that remove the biological chip. Right. Okay. Uh, you following Tim? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're really, really getting into it here. Uh, I feel like we're going to see that, and we might see, like, Gregor, Wolf, and uh, Rex actually pop those chips out. That way there's a direct correlation to them not obeying Order 66 and saving Ahsoka instead of killing her. So I'm gonna guess Ahsoka just thought that Anakin was killed during Order 66, and that why why it was such a surprise whenever he saw she saw him as Vader. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm gonna guess that's probably where we're gonna they're gonna go with that and how they're gonna fix that gap. Okay. Thank you, Mo. Yeah, yeah. People not listening to the conversation. There's another one going on via text message right now. Uh <laughs> Welcome to the Do-Back Discussion Network, where we're as informal as fuck. Anyway, continuing with our Clone Wars chat. uh, Remember to use when talking about the Clone Wars on Twitter. Use hashtag #SaveTheCloneWars. No, Clone Wars saved, right? Is that it?
1: Yeah. Okay. Clone Clone Wars saved.
0: Hashtag Clone Wars saved, and that's Dave Filoni hat approved. As we always say here at the Do-Back Discussion Network, trust the hat.
1: Trust the hat.
0: But, Tim, anything to interject, add? You know what I'm saying? No,
2: you guys pretty much covered all of it.
0: Excellent. Okay. Uh, we're expecting Clone Wars to release early next year with the Disney streaming service along with John Favreau's live action series. We will all be looking forward to this. And remember, the Star Wars Resistance airs this fall. Moving on to the next little bit. Okay, boys. Uh, Mohammed, do you want to take these Hasbro announcements away? Come on. Come on, talk about them.
1: Yeah, so at um, uh, San Diego Comic Con, as we know, they Hasbro Star Wars had a panel. What? And so, so I'm, we're going to share a couple of things that we learned. The San Diego Di- dot net reports on July twenty second, the San Diego Comic Con is coming to a close, and a massive amount of exciting news has been revealed. We've talked about the Clone Wars panel, and now it's time to look at the Hasbro Star Wars panel. The toy makers revealed to the audiences lots of new releases, talking about design processes and much more throughout the discussion. So make room for your collections. So first off, we got Java Sail Barge, the largest Star Wars vehicle to ever be produced as a toy. Once it is released, it is almost ready for the fans. This is a, and then Joe Ninnivagi, the Hasbro director of global brand strategy and marketing says, this is a reality. After 40 years, we're finally going to produce. The katana, and if you look at the picture right there, that looks epic. I don't know what you guys think of it. It looks, it just looks epic. Um, looks like you probably had the chance to paint it, if I'm not mistaken.
0: It's quite the possibility, Mo. It's quite the possibility.
3: Hey. Either way, that's going to be pretty epic, sitting up on a shelf, reenacting a scene.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, also, that it, uh, this is three and three quarter inch scale, so.
3: Yeah, so you can fit all your little three and three-quarter-inch
1: um, figures in there and
0: reenact believe I believe, that, I believe a three-and-a-half-inch yak face was shown at the uh, the Hasbro booth this year.
1: Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure, but uh, that certainly would be something.
0: If, if you're going to have the sail barge, you're going to have yak face. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, I, the, I
2: sa- is the sail barge like a build kit? Like you got to no. build it yourself?
1: No, it just comes ready.
2: Oh damn. It almost looks like yeah. a build kit, but I mean, hey, if you gotta paint it, that's, that's just be cool it's, not too. Painted
1: yet. All right. it's probably just like a model. But it is. Uh, if you guys remember, they were like crowdsourcing for it, and there's a whole news about that, and they finally met their their pre order. It was pretty expensive. I don't remember how much it was, but five hundred dollars It's not, it's not a exactly, you know, accessible for most people.
0: Well, not everyone's going to have room to hang a giant sail barge on their fucking wall and then fill it full of three and three quarter inch figures.
1: Yeah, especially not me and you who collect six inch figures.
0: <laughs> right? We're fucking shit out of luck with this.
1: Shit out of luck. Shit out anyway, moving on, moving on. We got some new Microforce figures. New vehicles and figures were revealed for Microforce. The cute and tiny figures including walkers, X-wings, and TIE fighters. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen Microforce. Maybe if you Google it, you can get some images. But they're fucking adorable. They're really cute. It's like, um, you got little tiny little, little trinkets almost can fit in your pocket. It's really cute. And I don't know, maybe you can get them for like kids and stuff, or even just collecting them. I think I would. Oh, for sure. Uh, uh Mason Dan. Fist. What, what do you what?
0: think, Dan? What do you think, Dan?
3: What do I think? What do I think? Uh, I think if the wife would let me, I'd have a couple of these tied up in, uh, in the inside of the car hanging from the windshield. But that's, uh, that's just me. I, I actually do pick a lot of these at work. They're they're usually really, really, really popular. And I, I'd have a couple of them if I could actually get away with having them with three kids.
0: I feel you, buddy. Muhammad and I are slowly working on our collection ourselves. Uh, yes, yeah, slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. Anyway, you can oh, you talk about the figures or are you going to let me? Are you going to let me talk about the figures?
1: No. Don't skip the lightsabers.
0: Uh, I won't. I won't. I know. I. I, I you know what I want to skip to.
1: <laughs> I know what you want to skip to. But do lightsabers first, then okay. skip the figures, okay. dude. Okay,
0: so. Uh, lightsabers. As the prequels near the 20th year anniversary, the new uh, Force of lightsabers are on the way is for fans. Legendary Sith and, Le- and Jedi, like Obi-Wan Kenobi, Mace Windu, and Darth Maul lightsabers are coming in 2019. Fucking Mace Windus is going to be the tits. Pound it, Tim. It's going to be the tits. Anyway. Uh, With Darth Maul, I mean, I would love to have that displayed somewhere and then, like, make it lit up. You know, like, lights go out, fucking Darth Maul's lightsaber go on. Nothing gets the ladies in the mood more than the Darth Maul lightsaber. Proven fact works oh, you know eight that's times true. out ten. It's absolutely true.
1: Yeah, my girlfriend personally loves Darth Maul. Thinks oh. he's epic.
0: She just likes his horns. Don't lie to me, boy. I can't oh. stand
1: Darth Maul. What?
2: What? Oh, my my, I love
0: yours. Mister, you's humble servant.
2: That won't be necessary.
0: (laughs) 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 Fucking Jar Jar soundboard up in this bitch. Anyway.
1: (laughs) Now your favorite part.
2: Jar Jar's force jump.
0: We have Ezra Bridger, 6-inch figure with the Stormtrooper, like, uh, recruit helmet. We also got Ezra's blue lightsaber with blaster built in. He looks exquisite, guys. It, definitely a pickup for me. Also, that's not the only member of the Ghost Crew that will be hitting shells. We are also getting a 6-inch scale chopper! And I am beyond excited. And the base seems to be a blast from his thrusters from the bottom of his astromech self and finally coming to the US is battle Damage phasma from the last Jedi and I have the force awakens and uh, I think Tim can attest to the quality of the force awakens figure oh it's very nice very very nice. nice
1: does it have the staff
0: no that's why I want her look at her she's fucking great and she has the broken helmet just like my tattoo so I need her Mo I need her she will You'll be in the pre-order. I will also, look,
1: look under that, and then someone <laughs> and else. You below waiting that
0: for is my favorite Star Wars character from the new canon. That's Rio fucking Durant, Four-armed Athorian. Is that is an Athorian or Thorian? Ithorian. Ithorian. I Ithorian. Know, Ithorian. Uh, armed monkey type guy. He has the best Minoc roasts, and sadly he passes away in Solo. But but we get the fucking six inch figure, and I'm floored about it. Below that, boys and girls, we got a fucking Bosk figure that looks absolutely awesome. Uh, yeah, they're
3: bringing back old classics now. It's so. good. He looks like he just got yanked out of the game. Like, no joke. That is a really – a lot of these figures I'm really impressed with.
0: The cool thing about this Bosk figure is I believe the Bosk and the Boba Fett, which I'm going to talk about a little bit next, uh, were part of the Blue Line Black series. And they tend to go for a lot more money, and they also get counterfeited. Which you guys didn't know about the Blue Line or the Red Line. Uh, but these were only previously available on those special lines of Black Series figures. So the prices were a little bit higher. Sorry, guys. <laughs> With that, uh, yeah, they were only previously available from those lines. And the prices go up And like I said, the Chinese knockoffs. So this will allow it to go into the normal Black Series box and uh, be able to be seen and used. You know what I'm saying? For a reasonable price.
3: Tim? Yeah, they're part, of the, they're part of the archive collection.
0: Hey,
2: did you check out Boba Fett?
3: Boba Fett looks a little cheesier than I'd like, but that's I mean I as thinking. as far as for a figure, he's not bad looking. I'm definitely
1: copying the Boba Fett once it's available. I think the Boba Fett
2: one looks like it was taken out of robot chicken.
1: <laughs> See,
3: that's why I say it looks a little bit comical, but I mean it's as, yeah. as far as for a figure, it, it looks like one that might have, you know, might have been on one of the cartoons or something like that, but it's as far as for a, a figure, it's in my opinion, I'm I'm really digging the chopper. Right. I mean, yeah. for some, I, I love the droid series. Whenever they, whenever the, the black series does a droid, I mean, they always. I feel like they go all out for the droids versus the actual figures.
1: It's because droids have a
3: special special place in our hearts. I love it, but I can they see do. like two ways They of do, and every time you see one, you're just like, it, it, it's like they captured its soul and stuck it in a, stuck it in the figure.
1: Yeah. Also, not shown here, they're also going to be releasing an IG88. And there's also going to be some new Funkos with Obi wait, wait, Wan, wait, wait. Darth Maul.
0: I thought I saw a Dengar, or was that part of the uh, the Japanese line?
1: I th- I don't remember a Dengar. Oh, he sounds nice. sad now. I am sad.
0: Oh. Okay, so moving on. Uh Tim. Yeah. Talk about Regal Robot. Are you able to? Regal Robot. Hold on, guys. Regal Robot. Uh, Regal Robot announced the new custom character studio. Oh. I didn't skip one. Stop!
1: you did. Oh, sorry, guys.
0: We're going to go back. Rewind. Uh, I'll fix that in post. Uh, (laughs) Fashion show. Dan the man, take the fashion show.
3: No! Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Why'd
0: you scream so loud? (laughs)
3: Continue. All right, ST, SDCC eight, uh, 2018 Her Universe Fashion Show by Brian Sims, our pal and one of our uh, one of the nicest guys in fandom. Brian Sims has been all across SDCC 2018, snapping away and bringing his ever fa- uh, ever famous images to synth the track and uh, following sites uh, and blogs around the world. As always, the Her Universe fashion show, which was a colorful, vibrant event, graced by the 13th Dr. Jodie Whittaker. Really? No less. uh, (laughs) Yes. uh, Evidently, it's actually got uh, several, several images here where she was uh, where she was involved with a lot of the fashion show. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about the new doctor. I'm not really necessarily down with it. That's a discussion for an entirely different time. Uh, and Brian brought us uh, a lot of really, really, really super images. Uh, looks like it's uh, about uh, 20 to 25 different images here. Uh, but the fifth annual Her Universe Fashion Show brought down by the uh, the house there are brought down the house Thursday night with the biggest and most amazing geek culture event yet seen. The ultimate runway for fangirl uh, fashion, the Her Universe fashion show, returned for its milestone fifth year and uh, at the San Diego Comic-Con. And with last night's host, the Star Wars actress and Her Universe founder Ashley Eckstein shocked her fans by wearing the first ever one-of-a-kind couture uh, gown made out of Funko Pops. Once again, designed by her 2013 uh, Fashion Award winner Andrew McLean. Uh, her gown was made out of 500 Jack Skellington Funko Pop heads and weighed about 40 pounds. Jesus, her Christ. gown was. Jesus. Yeah, wow. how do you wear something like that? Like honestly, that's like uh, that's like Gaga's whole like meat made of, or dress made of meat.
2: Imagine trying to carry all that on heels.
3: Well, what if you're around too many, you know, uh, of the fat nerds that absolutely love Nightmare Before Christmas? How are you not getting these yanked off? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I need this for my new tattoo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's excellent. That is excellent.
3: But uh, the gown itself weighed in at about forty pounds. Uh, it was actually celebrating the 25th year of Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, Twenty uh, with the 24 stunning fashion. Uh, fashion. What have I done here? See, no plan. <laughs> uh, but this was actually presented with a. Uh, with three runners crowned to win the grand prize, Christy Sendo Thompson, P.W.L. Cheek, Ripley, and the Power Loader Aliens was named the audience winner. Uh, Cynthia Kirkland, the Couture of or yeah, the Couture of Water or the Shape of Water was named the judges' winner by the expert panel of judges. Jane Burston's "Howl" in for you or "Howl's Moving Castle" was named the singer uh, singer award for excellent sewing and construction. Uh, it was also announced that the winners will be designing a, a Marvel Avengers 4 collection with her universe and Loungefly for Hot Topic. The winners will start to work immediately on designing their collection. Later in the show, the audience erupted when Jodie Whittaker, the new 13th Doctor, walked the catwalk in her new universe Doctor Who-inspired line as part of the fashion show. Mm -hmm. On the heels of the announcement at the Comic-Con of the return of the Star Wars, the Clone Wars, Disney direct-to-consumer streaming service, Matt Lanter, or Anakin Skywalker, and uh, Dee Bradley Baker, uh, Clone Troopers, uh, joined Ashley on stage wearing part of the new Clone Wars 10th anniversary collection for our universe. For juniors, designers were announced as the winners for the Cartoon Network Junior Designer Contest, which were Miranda, Rhoda Tuttle's, Ro, Zoe Chavez, Jelly Austin, and Corina Maria Smith walked the runway in their original designs inspired by Powerpuff Girls. Ooh. In this celebration of the 20th anniversary of the Powerpuff Girls, the four juniors design designers have won the opportunity to design a fashion collection with her universe for box lunch. So it says, "Sears, stay tuned for uh, for plenty more of this uh, this and more." From Brian and uh, and all sorts of new fun things coming from the, uh, the San Diego Comic Con. Well, a lot of stuff going on. It seems a lot of colorful images, a lot of colorful dresses. It uh, looks like they had a whole whole lot of talent. But then again, it seems like with things like this, the fans always show out, and they always you know they they never they never let you down. Of course.
1: Yeah. Actually, X has been at work.
0: Yes, she has. Yes, she has. Uh, Tim, are you ready for that regal robot? Uh, let me grab my laptop here. <laughs> anyway, how, how's your week been, guys?
1: We've been okay. Can't really complain. It's been kind of dull. Not much going on other than studying, as usual. A lot of rain. A whole lot of rain. <laughs> Oh, a whole laundering, that's true. I worked all week mostly.
2: So nothing good for me.
1: <laughs>
2: but anyway. Everything's bad for you, TJ. <laughs> I got some news about Regal Robot here. The innovators at Regal Robot don't ever sit still for long, and their constant drive to bring screen accurate awesomeness to the market continues with the arrival of the custom character studio. Announced at San Diego Comic Con, this line will offer custom one of a kind items to fans across the planet. Mm. All right. lucasfilm and regal robot have teamed up to offer some amazing furniture art and decor over the last few years and at san diego comic-con today regal robot founder tom spina or spina made some major announcements about the future of our star wars line uh speaking on the lucasfilm collectibles panel tom shared images of new products for our home decor line and announced our all-new custom character studio where we'll be offering custom and even one-of-a-kind life-size character statues, busts, and prop replicas of maquettes and puppets used in the productions of The Films We Love. This new section will debut in January of 2019.
0: Excellent.
3: Uh, I am going to go broke.
0: With Remember, the Regal Robot also makes the do-back couch.
3: What?
2: I remember that. They make the doobat
0: couch. Yeah, it's a couch, ma- and it's the dubat It's a, you lay inside of a doobat.
2: Oh my god, <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs>
3: why does why do people like this always want to like? It, it's like they're like, hey, I know exactly what to make to make this little fool give me all my, all of his money. Everything here, I would buy.
0: Right.
1: I mean, they, they, that, that a carbonite that like carbonite
3: them. piece. I mean, the the Mando
1: skull. Ah, it's because they're, they're like us. They're like, what the hell would I buy?
3: I yeah, really what would like... I want someone to make me?
2: Yes, <laughs> I really like that Mando skull. That is badass. Is
3: excellent. Dude, even the Jabba looks good. Oh, indeed. And the space slug—that's—it's got the little little Millennium Falcon there. That's badass.
0: Right, and the Tauntauns. Oh, she Tauntaun. She Tauntaun. <laughs> oh my gosh, Joyce Lucas! <laughs> I'm fucking dead. But, is that all on the Ring robot?
1: Yeah, it's not much.
0: Okay, uh... Mo, you wanna take Mark Hamill?
3: I'll take Mark Hamill, I'll take him anywhere he wants to go. That sounds like he's gonna kidnap him.
1: You never know. I don't know, to prevent
2: Mark it. Hamill, a kidnapping might be needed.
1: Uh, it's little wonder Mark Hamill has played the Joker for over 20 years as clearly having a laugh hardwired into his DNA. And that mischievous streak was on full display last weekend at SDCC 2018 as he went undercover in a variety of disguises as he walked the convention floor. First, he came dressed as a Brooklyn 99 gear. And if you look at that, he's got, he's got the little symbol thing with his, uh, with his hand. And he put that on his Instagram, actually, and then he was a first order stormtrooper. Uh, he looks kind of short. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, get a short
3: for a stormtrooper.
1: Also on Hamill himself's Instagram. Now we need to get Mark wa- walking the halls at a UK convention. You ready for that, Mister Hamill? <laughs> I mean, this is just a, this is what I love about Mark Hamill. He's a guy. Who is always ready to have fun, always ready to engage fans, always ready he to loves he, his fans. He loves. He's really like I've never met a celebrity who really loves his fans
3: as much as he does. Dude, this guy will bust his ass to get to someone who, who just in a crowd says, "I, I, Mark Hamill's my Joker." It, the man will turn around and go, "Who said that?
1: Come here." <laughs> oh
3: my god! Yeah, he's just honestly like a great,
1: a great celebrity to have, and we're lucky enough to have him in our Star Wars universe.
3: For someone that for, for so long as I was growing up, I was absolutely terrified that I was never going to see Luke in, in another movie. And then all of a sudden, you know, what, uh, what 1991, 1990, Batman the Animated Series comes out. And, you know, and we're all of a sudden we're graced once again by the genius of this man who brings a character that was not intentionally supposed to be in the forefront to the forefront. And not only that, but he gives him such life and and poise and everything. And you honestly believe he is the joker yeah it's a little oh, wonder sure. he got he finally got his hollywood walk of fame star uh, it should have happened 10 years ago
2: do you guys ever yeah, see him absolutely. in criminal minds
3: uh, dude the, the different tv series that i've seen him pop up in and he, he's always been just exactly what you want out of out of whatever right? character he's playing I
2: mean, uh, always one of my favorite actors that's why I write him out of a lot.
3: <laughs> I, I was disappointed with the fl- with his appearance on The Flash. I will say that as the trickster. And, and tell me if anyone else noticed this. Each time he started to laugh, he almost went into the Joker laugh, but then it, it felt like he would look at the camera yeah. and then stop.
2: Yeah.
3: Right there before the Joker part kicked in. Yeah. It's like you wanted him to do it, and he started to do it, and then he never did it. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel you, man. Uh, It's nice to have him around. It's nice to have him so very active in the fan community. Uh, Anyway, SDCC, Disney, Lucasfilm publishing panel, new Claudia Gray novel about Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan announced, and more. On the second day of San Diego Comic-Con, our Lacey Gilderam got to attend the Disney Lucasfilm publishing panel with some of the most prominent authors currently working in a galaxy far, far away. Including our very favorite Timothy Zahn, E.K. Johnston, yeah. Charles Sewell, Jody Houser, Adam Rex, Ray Carson, Katie Kandra, Daniel Houser, Alder, Jody Houser, again, <laughs> Kevin Scott and Katie Cook, and others. While well, we got a preview of some of the direct comic oh. runs, including Shao oh. Soul, Poe Dameron and Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, as well as the upcoming timothy zahn novel Thralled alliances the panel didn't go without some unexpected but welcome surprises the most exciting one is qui-gon oh it probably is claudia gray's qui-gon jen and obi-wan kenobi book titled master
1: and apprentice
0: <laughs>
1: you guys liking this no that is something
0: right another prequel themed addition to the e.k johnston's ashoka story about padme i transition from from Queen to Senator, under the title Queen's Shadow. Also, Marvel will release a new comic called Star Wars Age of Republic, covering heroes and villains, and will expand to other eras with Age of Rebellion and Age of Resistance. It will be planning a solo comic adaptation, which will feature a new material as well as Beckett's standalone imagined as a Western in a galaxy far, far away. Timothy Zahn talked about his latest novel, Thrall Alliances which will be officially released on July 24th. The book is set to two separate timelines, one during the Clone Wars and one between Seasons 3 and 4 of Star Wars Rebels. And the novel, Palpatine tests both Thrawn's loyalty and Vader's remaining connection to his past. (gasps) Mark Thompson also did a live reading from the novel. Also, StarWars.com revealed that there will be a new IDW series titled Tales from Vader's Castle. Lucasfilm announced Tales from Bader's Castle, a five-issue comic book series coming from IDW Publishing with the new issues released every Wednesday through October. Written by Kevin Scott and illustrated by Derek Charm, the series will feature fan favorites. Characters spanning the Star Wars saga, including Star Wars Rebels Hera, Kanan, Chopper, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Count Dooku, Han Solo, and Chewbacca. And Amazingly, Eevee and Ewoks, Eisen Award-winning artist Francesco Frenzka-Villa is also providing atmospheric variant covers for each installment and an all-star lineup of characters. Kelly Jones, Chris Van Angelo... Quarren Howell, Robert Hack, and Charles Paul Winson III will bring their distinct styles to additional terrifying tales each week. I will look scary for fun for all ages and then the perfect way to add power of the force to the Halloween. We also got a look at the final cover of the solo Star Wars story novelization, which will have new con- content expanding on what we've seen on the big screen. You can also read the the rest of Lacey's coverage below. I have no doubt that she will share more with us as she returns from San Diego. Mo.
1: Yeah, uh, if you as you can see, there's a lot of coverage that they did. A whole fucking lot of coverage. You got pictures yeah. of everything, tweets of everything, different people reading different stuff, uh, different reveals. But I'm waiting for the this master, not and this master and apprentice thing. You already know I'm gonna read that. Qui Gon is such a great character, so much potential that's been untapped so far. We see snippets of him here and there in the Clone Wars, but never anything too substantial. So, you know, just exciting news in general.
0: Yeah, uh, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of tweets from her.
1: A lot of yeah, tweets tweet. a while. Yeah.
0: So. Uh, Tim, talk about this. Greg Gun Grunberg coming back in episode nine. Snap Wexley, is that his name?
2: Yep, Snap Wexley. All uh, right, here. According to Star Wars Wars Newsnet.com. in the latest episode of hashtag BeardWatch two thousand eighteen, actor Greg Gunberg all but confirms that his character from The Force Awakens, ace pilot Snap Wexley, will be back for the final installment of the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Where'd you go? Yeah i think it's a baby come back moment (laughs) oh all right in a recent interview with yahoo entertainment at san diego comic-con the actor dropped a not so subtle hint about his involvement with episode 9 when asked if fans will see him back for the next star wars this is what he had to say you know what we better or else my wife's gonna kill me for growing the beard i can't officially say anything but uh yeah this is getting itchy so i'm getting itchy to go over there and do it. So while he didn't officially confirm anything, it's pretty clear from his statement and the way he delivered it, and yes, the beard that Snap Wexley will be seen in all his X-wing flying glory in Star Wars Episode Nine, which should begin filming
0: in a matter of days. Excellent. I like his. I would like to. See, I would like to see the backstory of where he was during the events of Episode Eight.
2: Right. mm Hmm. Mo, Dan. That's up
1: to that's up to JJ. Let's see what he, if if he has enough time, he's gonna be distracted trying to fill in some of the holes that um we think that his name Ryan Johnson left with the Knights of Ren and whatnot. But I, I'm sure we will see. And then, but as to see like what it, where he was and what he was up to during the happenings of Episode Eight, I I'm not so sure.
2: I mean, who knows? He might meet up with Poe in the movie and just. Poe's just like, He's dude,
1: like where you been? hello, hello,
0: Poe. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. There's more solo, yeah, more solo home release news. You want to talk about that, Mo?
1: More solo home release. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. As we know, there. Um, we already talked before about the Blu-ray releases and the digital releases. Now we got Updated with details on bonus features and deleted scenes from Solo, A Star Wars Story, to be released on digital uh, September 14th and 4K Blu-ray September 25th. The home video trailer for Solo, A Star Wars Story, has just been released, revealing the release dates for the digital and 4K Blu-ray versions of the movie. Solo will be available for digital download on September 14th, and physical copies, 4K, Blu-ray, and DVD, will be released on Tuesday, September 25th. Check out the trailer below, followed by a complete breakdown of all the bonus features included. And you guys can find that on StarWarsNewsNet.com. Um, <clears throat> so the bonus features. Star Wars A so- Solo, a Star Wars story, bonus content, takes fans behind the scenes to experience compelling discussions with the star-studded cast and screenwriters, John Kasdan and Lawrence Kasdan, the writers of... <clears throat> excuse me. Of Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back and Star Wars Return of the Jedi, a revealing feature on Chewie and his enduring friendship with Han, a close up look at the original version of the Millennium Falcon and Han's first time piloting the famous, the infamous ship. Infamous. I wouldn't call it infamous. The creation of the film's otherworldly settings and pulse pounding action sequences and eight never before seen deleted and extended scenes. Ooh, ooh, ooh! So we got a, a lot of stuff. We got Solo: The Director and Cast Roundtable. We got Ke- Team Chewy. We got Casmidin on Casmidin, Remaking the Millennium Falcon, Escape from Corellia, The Train Heist, Becoming a Droid, L337, Scoundrels, Droids, Creatures, and Cards. Welcome to Ford Ipso. and The Mailstorm, The Kessel Run with some deleted scenes, Proxima's Den, Corellian Foot Chase, Han Solo: The Imperial Cadet. Mm, so it looks like we will be seeing something that has to do with him in the Imperial Academy, I yes. suppose. The Battle of Mimbin extended. Han versus Chewie extended, and the snowball fight. Meet Dryden extended. Coaxium double cross. Wow, there's a lot of there's a lot of bonus features here. I'm not going to go through all of them because you guys can uh, check that out at StarWarsNewsNet.com. That's StarWarsNewsNet.com. Yes.
0: Moving on. Uh... <laughs> Her Universe celebrates the 10th anniversary of Clone Wars. Uh, Her Universe has announced a new collection inspired by the 10th anniversary of the Clone Wars series. The collection is available at San Diego Comic-Con at Lucasfilm oh. Pavilion, booth number 2913T, or online at Her Universe. Her Universe, Star Wars, and Clone Wars. Uh, Ashley Eckstein is the founder of Her Universe and the voice of Ahsoka Tano. Said in an interview with StarWars.com, "Our collection is usually inspired by an anniversary of upcoming movies. We start... Yeah, we started designing our collections about nine months in advance of the launch, and I knew that I had to dedicate our collection to the 10th anniversary of Star Wars The Clone Wars. On August 15th, 2008, The Clone Wars debuted in the movie theaters, and on October 3rd, 2008, the series premiered on television. I wanted the collection to represent the characters from our beloved series. I was inspired by the characters' costumes, and I was thrilled to design the collection for men and women. What makes this so special is that actually. has asked her fellow cast members to model the collection, as all the photos cast wearing the clothing can be found over at StarWars.com. Here are the fan. Here at FanTheTracks, we wonder will the cast wear the items of the panel being held on July 19th. Uh, so we have Anakin Skywalker, Matt Lanter, Ahsoka Tano, James Arnold Taylor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, Dee Bradley mm. Baker, Rex. Oh, and uh, Catherine Tabor, Tober Padme. Tobert. Tobert, Padme Amadala.
1: Well, wow, I would totally wear some of this stuff.
3: Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking. I, I hate to say it, I, like looking at some of this, I would actually wear some of that.
1: It's really cool, right? It's like hip. It's it's um current. And it looks bathroom. functional.
3: It doesn't look like just some some like just random cheap crap that you would just wear once or twice to like maybe a con or, or like a party or something and then you couldn't wear it again because it started falling apart. This looks like it's legitimately well made.
2: Yeah, that mall jacket thing looks really yeah. awesome. <laughs> I want that mall jacket. Sam
0: Witwer is wearing it. We
1: we should we should get um what's his name? We should get Logan this mall jacket.
0: Right. I
1: didn't know you Sam Witwer voiced Darth Mall. All over.
2: What? Do you know he was the actor in uh, the video game? What was it? Uh, Star Wars Force Unleashed?
0: Galen Merrick. Galen Merrick was the character. Not the Force Unleashed? Yes, it was Galen Merrick. It was Sam Witwer. No, that was the name of the character that he played. Yeah, but it was still Sam Witwer. Yeah, Sam Witwer voiced Galen Merrick. Yeah, Force Unleashed. Yeah, I know. Alright.
1: Well, you guys are in agreement then. Tim's just weird.
2: Hey, I just <coughs> didn't realize but Sam Witwer voiced Darth Maul. and He also, he also the voiced Force The Emperor. Emperor. He voiced the Emperor, too. Yeah. What the
1: fuck?
3: And Rebels. Hey, voice actors do that, man. Yeah, they're crazy. That, that's like Jim Cummings. Um, he does The first time everybody. I ever
2: met Sam Witwer was whenever I watched him on Smallville. He was doomsday.
0: <laughs> what was that? That is yeah, well, we someone noise. farting. Anyway, uh, <laughs> she said she had her castmates in mind when I was designing this collection, and I knew they wanted them to model with me for this photo shoot. Most of them have known each other since 2006. And we've become a family and had so much fun at the shoot during the scheduling. Due to a scheduling conflict, Sam had to come in prior to the cast. But I got to see him and catch up, which is always fun. In uh, news linked to the collection, Savannah Kiefer posted on her blog, The Dorky Diva, about her involvement in the collection. I was working with for Ashley at the time as a digital media producer for at Her, her Universe. And she knew that I was a huge Star Wars fan, which I picked up the phone and she said, Hey, I know you're heading to the airport, but I really need you to help me design a collection of the celebrate 10th anniversary of Cloud Wars. Oh my word, it tomorrow. And that's the end of the article. Uh, Yeah, it's very awesome clothing. I think we all could get down with it.
1: Functional, especially this Jedi robe thing. Yeah, it's cool. It's the best. That looks
3: really cool. I'd lounge around in my house in that.
1: You don't even need to wear pants. Ooh!
3: And see, I, I see. I would have to combine that stuff with with the next article because yeah. I super like the next article. Well, uh, not the next uh, one. Damn! One after.
1: Oh,
0: okay. Well, not that one. But Tim, you want to talk about the Rebel High Top Sneakers?
2: Oh! They're pretty snazzy.
3: They're pretty, pretty sweet, right?
2: They're better than oh. the shoes I got. That's for sure. <laughs> Talk about them, Tim. I'd never take them off.
3: They look I don't, like I don't think he can. I think he's mesmerized.
1: Mesmerized. Spotted by the light. Well, oh my God. all right.
2: The latest sneaker from POZU Zoo has just arrived. And it is perfect for these hot summer days. There are Fire some... <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the fuck? Did you, Timmy?
2: They are a simple high-top sneaker emblazoned with the Rebel Alliance logo and the official Star Wars Pozu collaboration label on the tongue. Okay.
3: (laughs)
0: Jesus Christ. Uh, Okay, are we even going to talk about these or or has
1: Tim done enough?
3: (laughs) Hey, I'll talk about them. Um, These things look fucking awesome. Of course, Dan's
1: going to talk about them. Yeah, if you click on the link where you can purchase them, well, they're kind of expensive. They're 69 pounds, which is... whoa. (laughs) <laughs> but they look, they look pretty cool. I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. If they were cheaper and available at like a van store or some shit... Yeah,
3: they're nice shoes. Dude, I'd, I'd have them in both red and black. Because those, those just look...
0: What do you have against red? Because they look those like... Are
3: they those like are boss.
1: Those are boss. Wear one right, red one, and one, I one wear, black?
3: I wear, I wear one? Chucks all the time.
0: I don't think they're Chucks, though, brah.
1: <laughs> no, they're not, but they, they look like Chucks. It's they chucks, look it's like, like them. a... Chucks emblem. You got the Rebel Rebel Alliance emblem.
3: Now, I would like to see a, a, an Imperial version of them. Damn it, are you an Imperial guy, too? I
1: am, I am. Am I the only You're light the side only guy on the whole guy. fucking team?
3: Yes, you are. The dark side has better stuff and they have cookies. You don't know. <laughs> That's the true. Power they
1: do have cooler stuff.
3: But they universe. are fascist and they are evil. Hey, they might be, but all I'm saying is I'm rocking an ATAT.
0: Bringing us into a wonderful segue got? for our next topic. Uh, Dan, talk about Forrest Whitaker. Ooh Forrest Whitaker! That
3: man's eyes are weird. <laughs> <laughs> all, I'm, all I'm saying is don't ever walk up to the man and go, look me in the eye, Forrest Whitaker. That's true. <laughs> All right, but it looks like Forrest Whitaker speaking recently with People TV dipped into the GFFA to discuss his Rogue One character, Saw Yara, and he, how he views him. I like playing that character. He, he, he's amazing because of, uh, because of his part in the movie. The director put more gray into Star Wars story than normal, his character who was fighting against the oppression and those dark forces that were trying to harm humanity but yet decided to take in, uh, take in the order to be able to win because he thought that the final result was more important. That and the big question by any means necessary that we have to look at, uh, at and see what is necessary. I love the concept uh, of people looking inside themselves as they say the Force being with you or being able to find your eternal power and allowing it to manifest in the world and recognize the miraculous and, uh, and possibilities at any moment.
1: This yeah, is awesome. I think I think that hits the reason I love Rogue One on the head is all the grayness in it.
3: Yeah, for it's, sure. It's it's a it's a much darker telling of 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 a a portion of the Star Wars universe than uh, that I feel we were used to seeing. Absolutely. And honestly, I I actually I, I was kind of taken aback when I heard that Forrest was actually going to have some sort of involvement in the movie because I'm used to seeing him play you know, much, dar- much darker characters, usually, uh, you know, and, and much darker Lies! drama-esque movies. So to see He's him in sure. something like this was actually uh, was actually a change-up, and I thought he did really well with the character. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: It's always got to remember, you're going to have, more gullets! <laughs>
3: <laughs> more
1: gullets. know the truth! <laughs> truth! Lies! Deception. <laughs> you were only sixteen.
0: Anyway, uh, yeah, this is a pretty cool article, and I and I like to see Forrest uh, chiming in on his ever so present Saw Guerrera character,
3: but honestly, I'd I'd like to see some backstory on him, like uh via a, a graphic novel or, or something like that. Maybe some stuff uh, as they were gearing up to that point in the movie. He is in Rebels, I believe.
0: Yes, he is. Okay. Yeah, so you'll,
1: you'll get to, to him. I the know you're last, watching with your son, uh, and you'll Gen get Ocean. to him.
3: You guys to okay, good. You'll, you'll see a darker side as well yes. good because because with that just just with his character and, and everything surrounding at the time I mean for it to be as dark as it was because I, I even had friends of mine say that they wish it hadn't been so dark but the point I made with it was you know look where they were at that point during the battle of course it's gonna be it's a, gonna be a little bit darker there's a complete absence of any kind of Jedi or, or anything like that at the time. Right, so it's no it's hope. a it's a much darker it's a it's yeah exactly there's no hope there is, as far as from where they're at right now there's there's no light at the end of the tunnel they're basically just running through just to see if they can get to the end. You're absolutely right, my friend.
0: But uh, I think it's time to do a little bit of do back business here. Well, really hold hard. on,
1: hold on, hold on. We still got the twelve things we learned at the Clone Wars panel. Oh okay, drop it, drop it hard, Mo. Drop it hard. So the much anticipated Clone Wars panel finally happened. It was with great excitement that we report in dobackdiscussion.net reports on July 21st. It was with great excitement that we reported on the announced Clone Wars panel that was to be held at San Diego Comic-Con 2018. Now, as the weekend comes to a close, it is a chance to reflect on what we learned from that much anticipated panel. The panel was moderated by Amy Ratcliffe and featured Dave Filoni, of course, Ashley Eckstein, the voice of Ahsoka Tano, Matt Lanter, voice of Anakin Skywalker, and other crucial members of the Clone Wars production team. StarWars.com compiled a list of 12 of the best and most important things that were discussed. Here, we'll share some of what struck us from the list. The big announcement. As many probably have heard, the beloved Clone Wars is returning for a sixth and final season covering the events of the Siege of Mandalore. The audience had no idea what they were in for as the lights went down and the trailer started playing at the panel. It didn't take long for applause to break out in a cheering, standing ovation to take the crowd. I mean, can you guys imagine you're there, you have no idea this is coming, and then they just drop this bomb on you?
3: Right. Yeah, you're basically in your brain, you're sitting there in the, in the chair, you know, your your head is already, you know, basically taking in the fact that Clone Wars is over. It's over. It's been over for 10 years. What, what are they going to show me? Right. right. And that's just
1: I can only I, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. You know what I mean?
3: Your, your mind's I mean, racing so, at that uh, point, because it, it, literally within the series, everything going on with the movies and the graphic novels and even some of the novels and and the TV shows that are coming out. I mean, it literally could have been anything. So the amount of excitement just sitting in that chair at the time, you had to feel like a little kid at Christmas.
1: Absolutely. Uh, what else we got? We got The Clone Wars was a new creative outlet for George Lucas. There's only so much an artist like Lucas can do with the parameters of filmmaking. Filoni says, making the films, he, being George Lucas, had so many ideas. He was focused on the Anakin Skywalker story for the films, and he wanted to go down and see what all these other characters were about and introduce new characters. So that's really where Clone Wars came from. George Lucas wanted to expand the universe beyond just the Skywalkers, and that's exactly what we got, and that's why we love Clone Wars. Like,
3: Absolutely. Well, you know, there for a while, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I, I love hearing about Vader, I, I love hearing about his bloodline and all that, but after a while, you can only tell so much that uh, that family story before you really desperately need to start moving on to some of the other key characters. Yes. Right, right. Or, or even, not even key characters, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see him go into some of the background characters, you know, some of the, like, a, I'd love to see a bounty hunter show, you know, where yeah. it, it talks a little bit more about maybe IG-88, his background, uh, maybe even a little bit further into Boba's. Uh, you know, after everything that happened on the sandbarge, you know, I do what did, did you get out? You know, that, that answering kind of questions like that or, or, you know, maybe even, you know, Bosk's history. Absolutely.
1: I'd love what else to. we got? What else we got? We got Faloni pitched a baby Plocoon. Obviously, that didn't fly well with the boss.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I don't know what that would even mean. A baby Plocoon. Koon. Uh, weird. How would that end? What? I, let's, I don't know, let's not I don't think
0: know. about it. Let, it's dating. that's what, what
1: yeah, your, your brain kind of stalls out on that what? <laughs> what and this is um so apparently after the season 5 arc in which ahsoka leaves a jedi order it wasn't easy for the actor uh for the actress behind the padawan exstein says so for me it was goodbye i recorded these episodes and literally i felt like my heart was beating outside of my chest because i was essentially saying goodbye to these guys and i didn't know when i would be back Okay. I mean, that just shows you that she put her heart and soul into this character. Oh, for sure.
3: Uh, dude, every one of the voice actors involved with that series, I mean, they had been doing it so long. You can only imagine them being being huddled up in that little bitty you know, sound room for you know, months and months and months at a time recording these characters and developing these relationships between each other as doing these characters. So, you know, for, for them to, to have to come to a close, I would imagine it hurt them as much as it did the fans.
1: Oh, definitely. Ashley Eckstein does say that Dave is honestly the best director I've ever worked with.
3: So that's nice, 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 nice. Well, it's it's nice to have not only a cast but a, a directing crew that it, that seems like that not only are they trying to get their own personal view in, but they they actually listens to you know to what some of the voice actors have to say about their own characters. I mean, I, I think you know likewise with the Clone Wars series, that's why series like Batman the animated series and things made it because they it wasn't just a work of a directorial team or anything like that that made the show. It was, it was everybody, you know, everybody got involved, you know, they would sit there sometimes and do a read and go, you know, Hey, I don't, I don't think Ahsoka would say this like this, or, you know, I don't feel Rex would have done this in this particular situation. And they actually ran with it and let the, you know, let the voice actors actually do their characters the way that they should have been done. Oh, absolutely. Brought the show to life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And actually, actually Eckstein and Dave were so tight. That she actually has, she says her most prized possession is a collection of his art. Oh, cool.
3: Oh, oh, and plus the stuff they had to get, the swag they had to get from the show, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes.
0: Uh, what
1: but else? For that.
0: Okay. So do some business? business. Business! Okay, time for business, guys. Uh, remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and check us out at Steel City Comic Con. Uh, between August 10th through 12th, we will have a booth. Look for the one that says Do Back Discussion Network, your source for everything Star Wars. Remember to visit dobackdiscussion.net for daily articles, podcasts, video, comic reviews, fan film reviews, anything you can think of under the sun that involves Star Wars. We have it there for you guys. Also, remember to talk about Logan's mom on live streams and
1: – No. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Keep it classy, people. Keep it classy. Uh, Michelle is a wonderful woman. I wonder what she is, what she's up to right now. Keep see, it like that.
0: TL fifty
3: attachments. Talking about TJ.
0: Anyway, oh. anyway, <laughs> fuck y'all. Uh, <laughs> let's end this podcast with that. I uh, just want to say, may the force be with you always.
1: And may the force uh, be with you.
0: That's your boy, TJ Bowser. Signing off,
1: the of Yad Signing off, guys. Dan the Man. Signing off.
2: Tim, Gold Leader, Keegan. Signing off. Bye bye. Bye